All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of College Football Sunday. I'm Steve. With me always is Taz. Welcome back. Yes, sir. This is our independent preview show. So in this one, we're going to break down all seven of the independents, break them down like we have in the past, and we're going to go ahead and get started with that. So, like I said, right now we got seven independents. Next year, we're only going to have four. Uh. <laughs> so three of the schools are actually leaving and found themselves a home. Right. We got BYU to the Big 12 next year. Uh-huh. I think that's a pretty good fit. That's a big move up. Yeah. We got Liberty with Hugh Freeze moving to Conference USA. And then New Mexico State is joining the conference uh-huh. in Conference USA. So after next so next year, we're only going to have four independents finally, which I think everybody should just go to a damn conference. Right. <laughs> I mean, why keep holding out? So next year, being the only independent teams we'll have will be Notre Dame, which we all know the stuff they're going through right now. They'll eventually join the conference, whoever can pay the most. <laughs> and then we got Army, who are armed forces. And they used to be in Conference USA. Maybe they'll... Right want to join back right. the other two are in one and then we got UConn and UMass which I don't think they'll ever get back to a conference because they used to be in one <laughs> and due to performance they, they done booted them out told them to get out of here right that's <laughs> and that's a rarity you don't see teams get booted out of conference no exactly <laughs> usually you know what I'm saying they'll want to move into the conference right. very rarely do you see them say you know what Y'all just ain't doing what y'all supposed to. You got to get up out of here. (laughs) So, all right, we're going to go ahead and break this down and get this started. So, the first team we got here is Notre Dame. Notre Dame went 11-2 last year. Uh Got a new head coach, Marcus Freeman. Took over for Brian Kelly, who left for LSU. Had a solid year last year. They lost in the Fiesta Bowl to Oklahoma State 37-35. And was actually fifth in their only loss but leading in through the regular season was to number four, Cincinnati. Which was a college playoff team. Yeah. So that game actually determined who the fourth team was last year. Right, right. Which is crazy because you wouldn't think that that game would (laughs) have, you know. But that's what makes college football so great is that every game matters. You know what I'm saying? So they got a new quarterback, and they just announced him today. Tyler Butchner, Butchner, mm-hmm. however you say his name, he'll be the new starting quarterback this year. They lose their top running back and wide receiver, but they got a lot of depth at running back. Wide receiver is going to be really, really thin this year. Mm-hmm. Really thin. Their receiver, they lost Avery Davis today to a torn ACL at, mm-hmm. during practice. Right. But I can, I can say this, though. It's, it's a huge get. Recruiting was, I guess, the top priority was it would be the offensive coordinator mm-hmm. more more so than any recruit because now there's some familiarity as far as, as far as running the offense familiarity as far as coaches oh yeah so he's got someone he's familiar with knows what he wants to run and knows i guess the players personnel that he has on the team so he knows what he can do know what probably most likely he can't do and i think they'll start game planning uh, to their strengths oh yeah, yeah. Why do you think Tommy Reese didn't go with Brian Kelly that, to LSU? That was yeah, that was a question I had. But I mean, I see the pros and cons for one. Mm. One is staying at a position or school with the possibility uh, this is your offense. Yeah. That's true. This is your, your your head coach is a D coordinator. Now, mm-hmm. he's going to he's going to suggest 
what he wants to run style and all that stuff. But yeah. it's pretty much your baby. Oh yeah. You know, you follow you follow in the footsteps of Brian Kelly, it's mm-hmm. gonna be his footprint. You know what? That's a really good outlook on that. I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's gonna be his footprint, how he wants it, and it's what he does. Yeah. Granted, I mean pressure's pressure wherever you oh, go. Oh yeah, everywhere. I mean, Notre Dame's got pressure. They're playing other Power Five schools. Yeah. So even going to to LSU, of course, is going to be pressure there. Yeah. Um, but I think just having your own and implementing your offense versus um, you're still kind of watch or over overseen by yeah. you know what Kelly wants done. Yeah, and I think Marcus Freeman is going to give him a lot of. A lot of free free right. range right. out there because, like you said, I mean, then you think about it too. They both worked together right. as equals right. last year, right. and now you know Freeman is the head coach and mm-hmm. he's the OC. But like you say, I mean, they, you know, they got they probably have a great rapport anyway right. from working with each other. Right. So yeah, maybe and that was the thing too. I didn't think about it that way, mm-hmm. but that makes a lot of sense. Yep. Yeah, maybe he'll give him. The reins and tell them, hey, brother, go score me some points. I'll stop them. What, you score on We just them. want to be balanced. You know, <laughs> they're probably giving them little tidbits and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, this is your baby. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Because, yeah. yeah, pressure, I I think, that, honestly, I think there's more pressure at Notre Dame than I do at, at, at LSU. Yeah. Honestly and truly. Well, I mean, it's going to be heavy pressure now because of the way they're paying Brian Kelly. Well, yeah. That's so <laughs> true. I didn't realize that man didn't make no money at Notre Dame. All right. I thought I mean I knew he wasn't one of the highest paid coaches but I thought you know he was he had to be up there it's coordinator type money yeah yeah I looked it up he would have been I want to say the 11th or 10th highest paid coach Uh in the Pac-12 man now think of all the great head coaches in the Pac-12 (laughs) (laughs) that were making more money than Brian Kelly was making at Notre Dame one of the hardest places to coach Mm mm-hmm one of the tradition-rich schools, one of the hardest places to recruit because of all the qualifications that they have and restrictions they have on recruits. Mm-hmm. I mean, for that type of money, I mean... I mean, consistently in the top-level bowl games. Oh, yeah, every year. And even playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he made it to the playoffs twice. Yeah. and he got waxed, but he got there. Yeah. <laughs> they still collected the check. Right. And that's the main thing, too, that a lot of people don't look at. Is that okay? Yeah, maybe they got there and they got their heads beat in, but they still got that check, right? And that's <laughs> something I don't know. Maybe it's they're just kind of bent on, you know, this is what we're gonna offer, yeah, a coach, and we're willing to let him walk, and we'll just hire another one. Yeah, it's like it's almost like they didn't pay him, and it's almost like they had the persona of you should be happy that you have the luxury of being the head coach. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Instead of paying him like a top-level coach. I'm pretty sure he had a lot of incentives and stuff like that in his contract, but still, you know? But maybe in a mindset that anybody can win here. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they, they do have a national brand. Yeah. But, and that's the thing, too. Ken, I got a question for you. In this day and age, with all these TV contracts and all this big money fixing to get slung around and this, that, and the other, can Notre Dame honestly survive as an independent? I I, I think so. I mean, the the thing that's holding them up more so than tradition and all that stuff is is that TV deal. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Financially, can they can they sustain or survive yeah. being an independent and not being tied into a conference? Yeah, right now, yeah, I think they can. They're, they're making over probably half of the schools what they're making. Yeah, I mean, there's we know one particular conference got a TV deal. They're making more than each of those schools <laughs> per year. Yeah, off of just their TV deal. That's true, but in comparison to their TV deal. To what the Big Ten and the SEC are fixing to get. There's no comparison. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's no comparison to those two. So, I mean, do you think that those two conferences, unless Notre Dame decides to, which, I mean, footprint-wise, geographically, they fit better in the Big Ten than they do the SEC. Right. Right. I mean, they're in Indiana. Right. (laughs) So, I mean, do you think – how long do you think they can go before – and maybe that's what the Big Ten – is doing maybe they're like okay you know what you don't want to that's mm-hmm. cool well, let us let us get this bread and you're gonna start to get hungry and now you can go to the table and say you sure yeah i mean because what's the driving <laughs> force right now of every school of course it's the money exactly so if you can get more money mm-hmm. i mean because you gotta i mean make sense to join the conference make more money versus being independently but yet i don't know what to deal with Notre Dame. See, I don't either. I don't get what is so, and maybe maybe a Notre Dame fan or alumni or mm-hmm. historian or yeah. something can let us know. Right. But I I don't see what is so big about saying we're staying independent. Yeah. We're independent. Uh, maybe they have, I, I don't just have get it. certain core values. Is that you know this is this is where we want things done and. Maybe the conferences, you know, have different core values. Who knows? Yeah. But that'd be something they have to explain. Yeah. Because, like, I would love to know what's so big and bad about staying independent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because now be. your independent TV deal that you were making more than the other schools is pennies to the dollar to what these other schools are getting now. Oh, so yeah. even being independent and having your own network on NBC, which was a beneficial to you. And your bowl, whatever bowl game you go to, you get all the money from the buyout, or mm-hmm. not buyout, but from the payout. So everything that used to be a plus, mm-hmm. I'm seeing is turning into what could be a disadvantage. Right. So. But at the same time, I mean, they're the only really powered school that's on that network. And maybe after that expires, they go back and create a new contract. Yeah, I mean, how much do you think NBC would have to pay Notre Dame now? You got to at least be equivalent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you would, you would, yeah. A <laughs> hundred million? NBC ain't gonna pay that. I don't think. Nah, not for just one school. No. Yeah. See, exactly. Just I mean, school. these other com- com- conferences might end up. These teams get a hundred million, but also too in that deal, they're getting every team in that conference. Right. Right. I think <laughs> they can. They'll. They'll. They can increase over sixty. Yeah. Around Maybe. sixty, yeah. yeah. And I guess if they go to a big bowl game, a twenty-five, thirty million dollar payout yeah. in that, or a playoff and a payout in that, because you got to consider also on that network they're playing top-level Power Five schools. Oh yeah, so there's viewerships coming to that. Oh for sure. I mean network. their schedule. I will never knock their schedule. Well, that one year they had a bad schedule, yeah. but that's just because everybody else sucked. But the, and, the, <laughs> and that's the curious thing with me too, because you don't you you hear about NBC but not about because I guess are all their games. Pretty much average, uh, televised. Oh yeah, yeah. All their games are televised. Yeah. So, so I think NBC owns the rights to every home game, right? 
And I'm not sure how they do the road game thing. Right, because you know the other network's going to be yeah, advertising yeah. that one. But as, as far as home game, you got to consider they're playing Power 5 level teams. I mean, just look at this schedule for next year. Yeah, First game, well, it's on the road, though. It's mm-hmm. at Ohio State. Oh, yeah. Um, they have coming home. Pretty mm-hmm. sure it'd be televised California. Yeah. BYU. Yeah. Stanford. Yeah. Um, Power Five wise. Clemson. Oh, there we go. They come. Uh, Navy, Navy comes in Boston College. And then, of course, at the end, they go to USC. Yeah. So, as far as their advertising or playing that game on television, I mean, they have teams that's going to bring viewership. Oh, for sure, for sure. So if, if you're playing teams like that, I can see them getting a, a, a pay raise. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I wish they would do the Michigan game every year and Michigan State because they used to play those teams. They used to be real Big Ten heavy. Yeah. And then when they signed in that crazy deal that they signed in with the ACC where they got to play five ACC schools, mm-hmm. that kind of threw it all off. Yeah, I mean, I can see they got to – well, <laughs> I'll tell you this. Notre Dame – you, whoever you your athletic director is, he <laughs> y'all hustled the ACC, right? Because there ain't no way I would have let him play in twenty twenty, right? If they ain't joined my conference for good, for right. good, good football, football, yeah, right. yeah, football. Oh no, y'all want to play? Right. You'd went somewhere else, mm-hmm. and then they messed around, went in there and won the regular season title, right? <laughs> Another day and did. After that, they went back to being Yeah, they went back to being independent. Mm -hmm. And And now the ACC scrambling. Asking for their help. Yeah. When I I help you. (laughs) Yeah. Could you return the favor? (laughs) Please. You know? (laughs) But they're like, nah, we good. Mm Mm-hmm. We good. (laughs) So, but they do got a a really good tight end coming back. Michael Moyer. Mm -hmm. Old baby Gronk. Right. He's a, he's a solid, solid tight end. Mm-hmm. They do return eight starters on defense, which will really help Marcus Freeman. They got they're starting eight sophomores this year. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, young team, very young. But there again, I mean, they have somewhat of a manageable schedule. Oh yeah, and oh. they got a new DC. Right, well, a new DC, but they didn't steal their head coach. Still, they got his footprint on that defense. So, oh yeah, for sure, for gonna, sure, it's gonna be it's gonna be big too. So, so how about this? So, their new DC is Al Golden. Is he going to wear the suit and tie on the sideline as the D coordinator? And he made with the tie. Yeah, he yeah. did as the head coach. That's his trademark. Yep. Old school. Him. I can see him. I mean, would they wear uh, Notre Dame polos? Yeah, probably. For the most part. Yeah. Yeah, I can see. I can see him sweating. Oh, yeah. His sleeves rolled up. <laughs> they do got a really good DN coming back there. Isaiah Foskey mm-hmm. had 52 tackles last year and 11 sacks. Right. That's, that's, he's he's NFL ready. Right. I think he'll be really, really solid. Yeah, I think he'll be a typical year. probably Notre Dame defense. Oh, yeah. You know, balance so, all, around the, all around the field. So, yeah. you know, like I said, it's, it's huge to have, even though uh, their head coach is gone. Mm-hmm. To have that relationship between the OC, DC, and the head coach. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. And next year, mm-hmm. and we ain't looking too far ahead, but next year, you have that quarterback another year in the system. Right. Those eight sophomores turn into eight juniors. Right. You're still recruiting at a higher level. Mm-hmm. 
Next year, not this year coming up, but the next year, I think, can really be the year they can make some noise. Right. But then then again, do you think there's some things they need to change up over time? Because, because we've seen them under the previous coaching staff mm. when they got into the playoffs. Yeah. That they really didn't match up. Oh, no. no you know, not at offensive all. line. I mean, the, the line <laughs> of scrimmages exactly. really didn't line up. That and speed. Right. The speed. They didn't right. have the speed. Right. So... Possibly these, you know, with the coaching changes, they may try to go in a different direction. I wouldn't go too much. Just yeah. add what was lacking. Oh, yeah. You know, the guys in the trenches is probably some more speed. Mm-hmm. But if you consistently stay the same, oh yeah, you're going to continue to be run circles right. Exactly. You know? And maybe this new staffing or this new coaching staff, maybe they'll... Maybe, I mean, it was something Brian Kelly didn't address. Right, and that's maybe. why I said that, that with this Tommy Reese, now with it being his baby, he yeah. kind of target players that Certain he players. Yeah, because yeah. he may want to change up his system a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and he may need those guys with that speed versus what Brian wanted to run more pro style and tight end heavy type yeah. offenses, you know, oh, yeah. two tight ends. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, they always ran that. Yeah. That big, heavy offense. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, maybe Tommy Reese being a quarterback and now having the reins can start recruiting and spread them out and right. add more speed and not just. And probably can show what he can do with yeah. an offense. And guess what? He gets a raising opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. That's so true. I yeah. can see that. I can see breaking the trend of right. not following your head coach just to get the same position at a different school. Right. You know? Right. I could see that too, especially. I mean, you're at Notre Dame already, yeah. So <laughs> you yeah. just perform, you'll get a Power Five job, right? right. You will. It's Regardless. not like they're at, in the MAC, like we was talking about earlier, definitely. So, so I mean, yeah, I like to see what they can do this year. I mm-hmm. didn't win ten games again. I don't yeah. think playoff team or nothing like that, but I think solid year, maybe Group of Five, right. or not Group of Five, but maybe New Year's Six bowl game mm-hmm. and everything, which we'll preview. On our next episode. All right, so then the next team we got here is BYU. Uh, Cougars. Yes. They went 10-3 and three last year. BYU always has a great year. And one thing, too, BYU always has older kids. Right. <laughs> they right. do. Right. Because, you know, they'll go on those sabbaticals or mm-hmm. whatever they're called mm-hmm. and be gone for two, three years and then come back and... Everybody on the team's like 28. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are. Well, they play really good football out there at BYU. Really good, really good football. Their head coach, I think, is doing a great job. Now, right. mind you, he went 10-3 and three last year. He went 11-1 and one during COVID. Mm. And during COVID, if y'all remember, they was scrambling just to sign a team. They would, they would call up and say, hey, on Tuesday, we want to play you this Saturday. Mm. And team's like, okay, they say, like, okay, we'll play you. I mean, like, and they was not barring anything. Right. They wasn't. So I think they're a great acquisition to the Big 12. Mm-hmm. And I think the Big 12 got lucky that they got them before the Pac-12 got them. Right. Because, you know, the BYU, Utah, Utah State, those right. are, that's a big rivalry triangle right. right there. And I think Big 12 got lucky to get BYU before the Pac-12 did. Right. right. And that's going to be interesting to see going forth that they're going to try to Keep those rivalries set up between the BYUs and the Utah schools. See, I hope so, man. I I hate that when they give away that cop-out excuse and they're like, oh, well, we've already planned our non-conference games for the next 12 years, mm-hmm. so trying to squeeze in this rivalry game is going to be almost impossible. And it's like, really? 
Like, you can't cancel that game against that junior high school team that you're playing so you can play a rivalry game. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, man. I think they can still do it. For the most part, they're going to lose probably the Pac-12 schools. Yeah. You know, because they're Pac-12 heavy. Well, yeah, because they're still independent. Next year, they'll have nine Big 12 schools, right. and they'll have three non-conference you can probably games. pick up the... The Utah and the Utah State. Yeah, which, I mean, with them, they've probably set their schedule out for so long anyways, so maybe they can pick and choose the three teams that they want to play non-conference the next three or four years, you know? Maybe they'll look at it and be like, okay, next year we had all these schools. What three do we want to play that we can still play, you know, and talk to the other schools and see when they can play them and all that. I just hope they work at it because that BYU-Utah game is always a good game. Right, it right, is. right. And the, the the thing about it is, when we're talking BYU, they they always have good quarterback play. Oh yeah, always. Yeah, Solid. I so. mean from Ty Deppner, yeah, to um, McMahon. Mm-hmm. I mean that's where that Zach Wilson come from right. for right. the Jets now. Right. Yeah, they always have good solid quarterback play. Right. Well, that La- Lavelle Edwards that was there. In the past, it won the national championship mm-hmm. back in the, what was it, 88? Was it? 89? Can't remember. Yeah. Somewhere around there. But, or hell, it might have been. No, I think it was like 84. 82, 84, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. I want to say 84. Something's telling me 84. Mm. I'm not 100% sure. But, but yeah, when I mean, back then, I mean, he was one of the heavy innovators on passing the ball. I mean, his passing offenses were crazy. Right. And it's interesting, too, with that quarterback, uh, this Jaron Hall, mm-hmm. uh, first African-American starting quarterback in history. What? Yeah, he won the job last August. He's the first one at BYU ever? Ever. Ever. Last year, after Zach Wilson. Wow. Yeah. It's taken him that long? Yeah, I mean, but you, you guys consider BYU <laughs> – Coaches, I'm not mistaken, the Mormons, whatever. Yeah. So you, you know, it was. I'm not sure. Like I said, I don't dig into all that as yeah. far as who goes where, or whatever. Yeah. What they represent. That's crazy. But I um, never knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. He's the first. He's the first guy as far as quarterback. Yeah. I mean, they've had. Oh, players, oh yeah. Of course. of course. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, who knows what guys actually committed yeah. to um, BYU as quarterbacks? True. True. You know, so. Well, the good thing going for him is their O line only allowed 15 sacks last year mm. and 389 pass attempts. Mm. So got a solid offensive line to to protect them. So they ought to do really good on that. Mm-hmm. And they returned all 11 starters on defense. Taz, all 11. <laughs> so. Everybody who started last year right. is back starting this year. Right. With they do have some depth players that's got. Yeah. Also, so. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah. So their defense is going to be legit, legit next year. Yeah. It's, it is it's solid. Mm-hmm. And then they, I mean they have a, a transfer running back from Cal. Oh okay. The Washington State mm-hmm. uh, top receiver who transferred in forty three pass catches, eight hundred five yards receiving, six touchdowns. Nice. So nice. There's another weapon. Oh BYU. yeah. Heck yeah. With a returning quarterback, returning yeah. staff. Yeah. And then on the defense, allowed only 24.7 points per game last year. Right, right. Now, they do have a nice schedule 
Yeah. <laughs> you Could know? they be? Yeah. You Could know, you they got, be? We're talking all these players, but dude, they have a schedule. I mean, you talking about you had it, Baylor. They can win. Ooh. Oregon. Ooh. Outside of, of course, Utah, Utah State, Notre Dame, mm. Arkansas, <sighs> Liberty, Boise State. Dang. <laughs> Last games at Stanford. They have a schedule, Man, dude. That's... They have a run. <laughs> they have they have a run. Well, not Utah, but it's a Utah Tech. Still. But, yeah. But that's still, still a lot of solid teams. That's a lot of solid teams, dude. To get they don't up play for. Utah this year? No, I don't see I don't see Utah. I mean oh, I, okay. they got Utah State coming to them in yeah. Utah Tech. Oh, so they don't play regular Utah? No. The Utes? No. Dang. But I mean they, they go to they go to Oregon. Mm. They go to Liberty. They go to Boise. So they do have some of those top schools at home. Okay. But still, so, that's a solid schedule. That's a solid schedule, dude. Now, see, that's a team that they ran that schedule. Mm-hmm. Could be a playoff team. Right. I and mean, then, I don't know if they can run that schedule because that is a tough schedule. Right. But I mean, speaking of even Utah, who was the Pac-10 champion last year, they beat them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. So, they sure did. Yeah. So this is a this is a solid team. It's, they got a nice stretch. You know, Baylor, then Oregon. Of course, one of your sleeper teams, Wyoming. Whatever, um, uh, Utah State, but they have they have a stretch of Notre Dame, Arkansas, and Liberty back to back to back. Damn, that's a nice little stretch, right? That's there. a run. Yeah. Mm. What were they with, in turnover margin? They were seventh in the country. Plus seven. I mean, oh. plus eleven. Plus eleven. Plus eleven. Nice. Yeah. And a lot of them kids coming back. So a lot of kids eight starters back. on offense, eleven all eleven on defense. What? Tough schedule though. Tough, tough schedule. Tough schedule. I mean, that's a week to week thing because even with that stretch, there's no bye week. No, no, I mean, there ain't just, no. There's no time off between there. Week to week to week. And that, but you know what? I love that because that's kind of the mentality that their head coach has. Right. He has that. We don't care who, when, where. We'll right. play you on a Tuesday at eleven mm-hmm. thirty in the morning if right. you want to, right. in the parking lot somewhere. So I love that about that coach. <laughs> Brother, you got what you asked for. <laughs> I wish go. you the I best. Mean, you might as well just get acquainted now because <laughs> once you go to the Big 12, you're going to be playing teams every week anyway. Exactly. So. Yep. So, all right, that wraps up BYU. The next one we got here is Army, the Army Academy. 9 and 4 last year. Jeff Munkin. Hmm. This is ninth year here. Great coach. Great coach. I think a highly underrated coach. Mm hmm. And like we say on all our other episodes that we talked about the Service Academy, we want to give our thanks and gratitude to all the service cadet people out there, right. all the soldiers and everything. From what you do gives us the opportunity to do what we're doing for fun. Right. So we thank y'all for that. All right, so that's our little shout-out to all the service people out there. And like I said, we appreciate everything y'all do. So last year, they shared the Commander-in-Chief trophy. Now, here's something that a lot of people didn't know. Last year was only the fifth time in history that they actually shared the Commander-in-Chief trophy. Right. Hmm. And then Army has actually won three of the previous four. They won in 17, 18, and 20. Right. Army sent here establishing themselves is probably the top service academy school out there. Right. In all of these schools, not, you know, not singling anyone out, but they have, man, they have rigorous 
schedules for these kids. <laughs> yeah. And you, you, this is not even talking just playing football. Mm-hmm. This is just schedules, and you and I discussed this, and yeah. you brought a lot of it to my attention. Mm-hmm. But there's schedules and how they're scheduled with, I mean, even before football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From 6 a.m. until 11 p.m. at night. Yeah. And football is, like I said, 5% of what their schedule is every day. Man. I mean, how they can even work off of that schedule, like I said, is amazing. I mean, that's that's crazy. Because, yeah, like we was talking about, I mean, they got to get up. Then they got to do all this for the Army stuff and right. the Air Force stuff and all that that they got to do. Then, okay, yeah, you can go to meetings and get, <laughs> and then go out there and practice for a couple hours. But now bring yourself back, and now we're back at it doing this. Yeah, on top they, uh, of school. On top of school, yeah, that too. That's crazy. <laughs> and their students yeah. while doing all this. Right. It is. I mean, my my hat goes off to them. I don't, oof. It takes a very, very disciplined, special type of person to be able to do that at right. these service academies. Right. And like we said before, you don't never hear these service academy kids whining about their NIL deal or... Mm-hmm. Any of that, or you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. to them, it's just a game. Yep. You know, well, because that's what it is. And yep. a lot of us, myself included, we lose focus of that. Right. You know, and we lose focus that hey, it's just a game, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Regardless of what happens, I didn't make the first tackle. I didn't catch the first pass. Right. <laughs> I didn't make the first touchdown. I'm not nowhere on that field. Right. All I can do is cheer. Right. And like I said, these kids really understand that, you know, hey, at the end of the day, it is just a game. I right. mean, when they get done, they're going to go be real soldiers. Right. Like infantry. Like, right. these are the people, when people mess up, we come kicking down doors, storming in countries. Yeah. That's yeah. these kids. Like, when we're watching the next year's game, <laughs> they're on the battlefield. Exactly. Yeah. Out here fighting against all the bad in the world. Yeah. And like I said, it gives us the opportunity to do what we can do. Right. Definitely I mean, appreciate it. Yes, Definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So looking back at this, Army has won four of the last five versus Air Force. Mm. They've won four of the last six versus Navy. Right. And they've been to a bowl game five out of the last six years. Now, here was a crazy stat because I thought this stat would be different. Mm-hmm. And those five bowl games, they're four and one. Mm. You know, I mean, because we talked about that in the past where, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to play one of these service academies, you either want to play them first or mm-hmm. Or you want to play them in a bowl. Right. Where you have time to prepare. Right. And even regardless of having time to prepare. Yeah. They're yeah. still 4-1 and one in the bowl game. Yeah, you're going to have to bring your lunch pail when you play them. Every day. Every yeah. day. Yeah. You're not going to outwork them. That's one thing. Mm. They're mentally, mentally strong. Mentally <laughs> very tough. mentally tough. Yeah. <laughs> so they probably, probably, and that's something I never really checked into mm-hmm. as far as penalties. Oh, at the very bottom. Yeah. Penalties and turnovers. Yeah. That's that all the service academies. If you look at one, two, three, right. is either going to be Army, Air Force, or Navy. Right. They're never penalized. Right. So they're not really undisciplined. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, no. Most disciplined teams in the country are the service That's academies. Something schools. right there. I'll yeah. be hiring. Like, if I'm saying I'm looking for an offensive line coach. Yeah. You know, as far <laughs> as false starts and mm-hmm. you to jump it outside for the D line coach. Yep. I'm looking at those schools. Oh, yeah. I mean, what is it that they're teaching there that right. these other schools ain't? Right. You know, because they're doing something right. 
Definitely. And, they are. and that's that's a huge part of uh, really a lot of teams losing games. Oh, yeah. With that discipline part right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Those those uh, ridiculous penalties at the wrong time, the false starts yeah. or, or jumping off sides, late hits, yep, punching late, hits. late, you know, mm-hmm. the stupid Throwing stuff. shoes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> tell me about that one. That's a, that debacle. Um, but yeah, little, little penalties, silly penalties like that, man. Yeah. It's like they, they train not to, don't hurt yourself. Yeah, exactly. You know? Hmm. And yeah, that is, I mean, top to bottom, the, the bottom three least penalized teams are going to be these three service academies. That's if awesome. they ain't one, two, three, yeah. it's top five. They're in, they're <laughs> three are in the top five. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to see this team, any of these teams, where you're like, well, they wouldn't commit all these penalties. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or right. turnovers. They protect right. the ball. They do. I mean, they run the ball a lot, so it's less likely to have turnovers. But, mm-hmm. I mean, protecting the ball, they just, like you said, they don't beat themselves. Right. They don't. And I'm like, even looking at a lot, the, a lot of these games that they lost, mm-hmm. they weren't far off of these games. <laughs> I mean, outside of the uh, – the Wait Forest game, but that was just a ridiculous game. Yeah. Seven to fifty six. Mm. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, Wake was a really good team last year. Right. So. Right. We'll, we'll give them that. Yeah. We'll give them that. But most of these other teams they lost to Navy, 17-13. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin, twenty to fourteen. Oh wow. Ball State was twelve point, twenty eight sixteen. Mm. That's it. Heck yeah. So I mean, yeah, they're gonna play you close. Right. They're gonna be in every game. Right, and then you can you can tell. I mean, even just looking at their rank nationally, everything there's in top forty. Now, the, the there's one stat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's one stat, and that's only because of the way they're running the offense or whatever. Yeah, probably similar to Navy. They're one twenty ninth out of one thirty. Out of one thirty, passing. Wow, what they average like eighty yards. Ninety four point eight, close enough. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're in the you're, you're in the facility, so. But how much they average rushing? Two hundred eighty. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they rank second in the country yeah. in rushing. <laughs> so, so that right there showed you second in rushing, second to last in passing. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's bad uh, balance, <laughs> but they're a heavy run, a little heavy, and they don't. <laughs> That's probably a lot of that's by choice. Oh, of course. And that's what we talked about, too. Yeah. As much as these kids have to deal with, they don't they don't have time to be out there getting in extra reps with the wide receivers right. or, you know what I'm saying, running extra routes and stuff like that just because of how structured that their their schedules are. Mm-hmm. But that gives them uh, an opportunity to stay and get a lot of games because you run the ball, you're controlling the clock. Oh, yeah, every time. Oh, yeah, they'll always lead in time of possession. Right, they will in the game they're in. The only one that might get a little close would be Air Force or Navy because they run the same offense. Like I said, outside of that Boise game, mm-hmm. which is, they scored seventy, and that was a ridiculous game. But they scored a lot, also. Yeah, the highest total they gave up was thirty-five points, and that was a thirty-eight, thirty-five victory over Western Kentucky. Oh, okay. So, meaning by them controlling the clock, it keeps the others team's offense off the field oh yeah you have very because they, they cut possessions right instead of having 15 possessions right. you're only gonna have about nine right with them right so you have to be very very efficient when mm-hmm. you play against them mm-hmm. and damn sure don't get behind no you no that not three and get out the ball mess no yeah <laughs> nah, they're gonna they're gonna eat that clock up uh-huh. i mean they have a strong run game i mean i'm talking you they're rushing about 
280, but they're getting close to 300 yards a game rushing per mm-hmm. game. And that wears you down. Yeah, of course. It does. With them linemen cut blocking, your D lineman can only take so many of those hits. Yeah, you but, know what I'm saying? but even, now, even with the rush game, it's not like they're just rushing it, controlling the clock. And punting it. No, they're scoring. They're averaging 32 points or 33 points a game. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, that's really good, too. <laughs> so, they're scoring. <laughs> yeah. So, that means these long drives, right. they're capitalizing on. Right. Which, once again, like we say, they, as they cut it down to you have nine possessions, and mm-hmm. let's say what, they're averaging 35. Right. So, that's saying five out of those nine, you got to at least score a touchdown to break even with right. them. And then, on top of that, the turnover margin is plus eight. So, they're not turning it over. Mm-mm. They ain't giving it, it back to you either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on top of not doing stupid penalties right. and putting you in a position. Right. Like, this is, man, this is this is a team to watch, man. They're always battle. Of course, like I said, it, it, it won't consistently have the athletes like some of these other schools. No. But and not, not as far as athleticism. Mm-hmm. But mentally, oh, they can compete with anybody. Oh, and they do have a legit, I, I believe, first-round pick in right. Andre Carter. He had 15-and-a-half sacks last year and 18-and-a-half tackles for mm-hmm. loss. He did. I mean, he's a legit. He's one that might get drafted and don't have to do that thing like they was going to do with that quarterback that played for mm-hmm. Navy. Remember mm-hmm. him? And they had to get some kind of waiver or something for him to play in the NFL or whatever. Right. And his NFL career ain't working. They said, nope, come on back. Yeah. <laughs> time to do your time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and this is something that just kind of going back to what we we're talking about, the Russian attack. Check this out. They lost the leading rusher mm-hmm. um, to graduation, but they returned the next five leading rushers. Mm. Dude, they have five <laughs> after this dude. So they had, last year they had six. Six, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it's not like they're wearing tearing on one guy. Oh, These no. These dudes are fresh. Mm-mm. And they also have, check this out now, a fullback, mm-hmm. Jacoby Buchanan, 504 yards and 12 TDs. Yep. How many teams that you know still have fullbacks? None. Right. <laughs> well, the fullback dive is the first read on the triple option. It is. Right. It but is. but this is the, this is a this is a fullback that's not just blocking. Yeah. It's He's actually got getting the ball. 12 touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 504 yards. <laughs> so this that's is crazy. this is a rarity what teams are seeing. Oh yeah, of course. And they got eight starters back on offense it's, outside of those eight running backs <laughs> that they got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have one, two. They have three, three of their um, starting linemen returning. Oh, see, I mean, I could expect the same great things out of Army again. Bring your lunch pail, man. That's mm-hmm. all I can tell you. Oh yeah. Oh, they'll get ten wins this year. Oh, bring your lunch. They will <laughs> for sure. It's probably one that everyone else circles on their schedule. Oh yeah, because they know. Oh, it's gonna be rough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, before moving on, like I said, we want to say again, thank thank you, everybody, at the Service Academy and right. Army, and we're going to give you a cheer. <laughs> all right. Thank you again, Army, and like I said, another great year. Now we're going to move on to the next team we got here is Liberty. Liberty is 8-5 and five last year. And had Hugh Freeze. This is his fourth year here. Right. You want to talk about somebody being efficient. First three years, team goes to their first three bowl games ever. Right. Ever. All three bowl games, they went 3-0. and mm. <laughs> He's gone 8-5, and 
ten and one during the COVID year and eight and five last year. Fuck. And that COVID year, that one loss he had was that NC State game that he lost right there at the end off that field goal mm-hmm. that they made, or he would have went undefeated that year. Mm-hmm. Why is Hugh Freeze still at Liberty? Question. Question mark. I mean, still are people still? I mean, you know, uh, not even as an OC somewhere. I mean, he probably had OC opportunities, but why take it? That's true. Uh, I'm running my own program, you know. And then there again, there may be the situation of you know he's looking for the right opportunity. There's been a lot of good opportunities come around. There have, but how many of those were offered for him though? That's the thing. So you you don't know how many was offered, and out of the ones that were were offered, were they good positions? I'd say where where he should have went. Right. And I bet Auburn wishes that they made that move. He should have went to Auburn instead of Hartson. Yeah. They should have brought Hugh Freeze But it could have been one of those situations is we don't want to be the first to hire. All you got to do. I get it. Is get him a burner phone. That's it. I get that. And make it pink. I get that. Because a lot of times. This is your burner. You always (laughs) see when something comes up with a coach, sometimes the next power of five School is not the first school he go to. He may go to a group of five first. True. He gives the yeah, opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. he comes back. You know. Yeah. And I mean, he's proven he can win, of and course. he can coach. I mean, look what he did at Liberty. Right. I mean, who really heard of Liberty before he got there? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I look at this with him at Liberty, I saw it sort of like when Lane was at Florida Atlantic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Big name coach. Gets the team in the news, in the newspapers, gets them talking about it. And then he was successful, just like he's been successful here. Mm-hmm. And then he moves on, and then he ends up getting another Power 5 job. All right. So this is interesting. Of course, you know, the offense ran through Malik Willis last year. Yeah, he's gone now. Which he found through the portal. Mm-hmm. That's why I said he could have went to Auburn, and he would have brought him back to Auburn. Right. And proved that. Gus didn't know what the hell he was doing. Right. <laughs> right. But then he finds another quarterback in the portal. Huh. Charlie Brewer. So. Oh, okay. So we'll, we'll see yeah. what he can do. I think that will work out good for him. I mean, he started in Baylor. Mm-hmm. That didn't work out. Then he went to Utah. That didn't work out. So now he's here. So, I mean, I think he could work well under Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze is really good at developing quarterbacks. Right. And I think Charlie Brewer, he's somewhat developed but i think he's he'll be a lot better right. under hugh freeze than what he got at baylor in utah mm-hmm. interesting i mean when eight and five last year they did lose a lot yeah you know, like three starters returning on defense mm. three on offense mm. what's that hurt yeah or four four on defense three, oh. three on still offense. <laughs> three or four yeah, yeah, throw it in there <laughs> so there's a lot lot of of new starters that he's having uh-huh. on top of bringing in a new quarterback. Oh, yeah, of um, course. But, you know. Here goes one to look out for. Shoot. And a lot of people don't really talk about this, is these FCS schools. Um, they have a wide receiver that came in, Caleb Sneed. Mm. He's a transfer from Campbell. Mm. And if anybody remembers Campbell, Campbell was the team that would play anybody during the COVID year. Right. <laughs> and he was actually an FCS All-American. Caleb Sneed. So mm-hmm. I, I should have looked at it. I'm not sure on his height. 
If if he went to Hugh Freeze, I'm pretty sure he's tall. Yeah, he loved big boys. Yeah, because what was I? I saw something about it. he said if you ain't six two six three, he ain't even going to recruit you. Right. So I think that will help that Charlie Brewer. I think that Charlie Brewer is a really good passer. I think he's an underrated passer. Right. I think he's probably a better passer than Malik Willis is was. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's as athletic as Willis was, right. but I think he might be a touch better in passing. Okay. But see, then here's the thing with these schools, and we talk about this, these smaller schools don't have the money these big schools got. Right. So this year, he has co-D coordinators. One of them's a D-line coach, Josh Aldridge, and the other's a safety coach, Jack Curtis. Right. I mean, how can he not have just a D coordinator? Right, right. It's interesting because, I mean, I see some schools doing things a little different to mm-hmm. get that extra coach or get that extra help on the field Yeah, to where, like like a Hugh Freeze, if if you decide to be play caller, uh, the OC, mm-hmm. a guy on the field, or maybe even quarterback coach or however you want to flip it or, or whatever, by you doing a particular job, it frees up an extra space to bring an extra coach in. Yeah. So now, if he could have done that and then fill that position with someone else mm-hmm. that can probably multitask, or maybe a defensive coordinator that worked with linebackers or line yeah. or whatever, then you freed up the other coaches. So, but then there again, some coaches are see you know CEOs. Oh yeah, and they just fill the ten position with you know the ten yep. coaching positions, and then they not count against it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I. That's an option for him, but to there again, he may be trying to take a load off. Yeah, because like I wonder that, like it's got to be hard to be a position coach and a D coordinator. And not only that, you got to work with another position coach to come up with a game plan. Well, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, but there again, I mean, they may be working on certain portions. So yeah. maybe lighten the load for the other one to have two of them versus one. Because you could have had one D coordinator. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then, like, that's your job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so but maybe they, they did. Maybe they added a different position coach or something mm-hmm. like that to try to split it up. I don't know. Yeah, to kind of help. Yeah. You know? I just don't like co-coordinators, offense or defense. I want one guy. I want one guy to call shots. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, you're kind of developing another guy also. True. At the same time. Yeah. You know, for the same position. That's true. Know. Well, so. one thing they do got to work on is this minus nine turnover margin. Yeah. That's 121st in the country. I don't, I don't, that's not a Hugh Freeze stat. Yeah, but take the ball, man. Yeah. So that's we'll, not a Hugh Freeze stat. Yeah. And it's weird, though, because I, I know this also about a lot of coaches. If, if I have a veteran guy, I tend, you know, uh, I see coaches tend to put more on him and run the offense through him. But yeah. I do also notice that if they happen to have, you know, a backup to come in mm. or a young quarterback, they tend to be more careful with him. Yeah, that's true. You know, well, take, maybe with Malik being there for so long, he just said, go ahead. That's, do what that's you what I'm do, saying. Brother. And there again, that's <laughs> probably why a lot of these turnovers kind of yeah. add up. That's but true. If you, if you got a younger guy, you, you pretend to say, hey, Nope, we're not going to put you in position to make title throws, but safe yeah. throws. You know, like, little yeah, stuff like I that. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. And you give a veteran quarterback a little longer leash than you do, right. you know what I'm saying, a younger kid. Right. <laughs> All right, so then the next school we got here is New Mexico State. These last three schools is where we got to dig in deep, y'all. Right, right. <laughs> New Mexico State last year was 2-10. and 10. Mm-hmm. They got a new head coach. Right. 
first year here this year coming up will be Jerry Keel. Jerry Keel. Everybody remembers him mm-hmm. from Minnesota as the head coach. Right. He was TCU's offensive coordinator the last two years. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping Jerry Keel has been able to get his medical stuff contained for him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because, I mean, that's what kind of, I was going to say pushed him out or probably made him step away whenever he was in Minnesota was because he was having seizures a lot. Well, and seizures are some really serious stuff. I mean, we know yeah. someone personally who deals with that. Right. And it's some really scary, serious stuff. So I'm really hoping that he's been able to get the medical assistance that he needs and he's able to get it under control for right. his sake. Right. And and for a school to say, you know what, we're willing to work with him. I mean, because easily everybody could, you know, kind of say, you know, denied him. Oh, yeah. A coaching job mm-hmm. considering what, you know, what he's been dealing with because of the availability. Yeah. You know, because yeah. there's time that he, he probably won't be there. Yeah. He might not be there. <laughs> um, won't be able to travel. Right. You know. And then, you know, that, that can really affect the chemistry of your team mm-hmm. you know oh yeah yeah so hopefully you know he was able to get all that stuff under mm-hmm. control and hopefully he's doing better and everything right. seemed right. like a really nice guy right and i mean maybe too i mean at new mexico state like we talk about i mean and we're not doctors so we won't never claim to be but i always would think that you know a lot of that would come from stress you yeah. know I mean, it, head coaching positions in college football is a very, very, very stressful job. It's right. a 24-7, 365 right. type job that comes with a lot of stress. Right. I mean, it, even even the assistant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the head got a lot, but the assistant got just it got a lot also. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's a very strenuous, stressful job. So, hopefully, like we said, he got it all under control. He's got a he's got a hard mountain to climb here, Taz. Right to they <laughs> uh, won two games. Yeah, they're yeah. five and twenty one the last three years. Yeah, they've lost eighteen straight road games. Twenty one of the last twenty two road games. Right. They made a bowl game in twenty seventeen. Yeah, which was their first bowl game since nineteen sixty. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to to address with this team. I'm talking about a lot. I'm looking at whether it's offense, whether it's defense. They have a lot of numbers that are ranked in the high hundreds mm. nationally. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you got you have a lot to address. So I don't know if they have what they have to hang the hat on. I mean, you're ranked 25th in passing. Yeah, but, but they got a new quarterback this year. Yeah, Diego pa- pa- Pavia. Right. right. He led New Mexico Military Institute to a JUCO national championship last year. That's 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 a positive. But this is the thing: <laughs> it, your defense. You, you're you're giving up almost double what you're scoring. <laughs> How many points are they giving up a game? They're giving up forty point four per <laughs> game. <laughs> Where's that rank? 128. <laughs> hey, but here goes yeah, bright yeah. news. They do return nine starters. I don't know if that's good or bad. How much return those nine starters are going to cut that point per game? <laughs> hey, one more year under our belt, Taz. Here goes another thing they got to work on. Hey, you'll see this one on there, too. They got to fix their O-line. They gave up 40 sacks last year. Yeah, they have a lot, a lot of issues. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the only... <laughs> 
their 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 rushing attack was ninety uh, ninety nine yards a game. Oh, okay. Right? They ranked one as a team. As a team, but yeah. that's one twenty three nationally. <laughs> they, they only scored twenty two points a game. Oh wow! Uh, and they I, gave up forty. I, I give. Up, I say twenty three. <laughs> 22.6. Okay. We'll round up. We'll round up. 23 <laughs> points a game. But you're giving up 40. Yeah. <laughs> so you're giving up about about double what you're actually wow. scoring. So how do you... How do you get that turned around? <laughs> not in a year. Nah, not in a year. <laughs> I mean, I, you have to really... I mean, recruiting. Yeah. Uh, of course, you know, recruiting... Recruiting is, helps. It, it does. Helps, but but I'm you, sure they're not getting... Five star players either at New Mexico no, State. No, you're not. I mean, convincing. Like I said, I don't know uh, if New Mexico's a party town. If it was a party city, you could probably mm. you got to have something to draw the kids to the school first. Oh of all. yeah, for sure. You know, Jerry yeah. Keel is you know so a known guy yeah. in the community of football. So um, here's a good thing: he'll get time. Yeah, maybe well. Yeah, I think he'll get time. But yeah, I don't know how he's gonna do it. I mean, you you just have to take some. I would, if I'm the coach, I take some chances in the portal. Oh yeah, we talked about that in the past with like Kansas, right? Because you can't you can't keep getting younger mm-hmm. each year and and try to compete with some of these teams. No, bring, no, try to bring some older guys in, some vets in that's established to help the young guys grow. Mm-hmm. Because I, I I know this from a lot of guys is. Sometimes they need the older guys to teach them how to be a professional uh-huh. or how to be uh, a mature guy. Oh yeah, you know. So sometimes they can learn that from more from the player, yeah. More so from the coach, mm-hmm. and then a lot of times those vets can establish a locker room better than the coach can. Yeah. yeah. Does New Mexico State play UMass and UConn next year? Of course, of course. Yeah, they played them. They oh, play they play them. both of them this year. Um, this year. Uh, they got UMass. They don't have UConn. They don't got UConn, right? Okay, all right. I was yeah. say we're just gonna have a a bottom feeder bowl and see. Well, I mean, they play that. UMass. They actually beat UMass. I mean, they well, everybody beat UMass. I'm just saying they 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 <laughs> averages they average got pumped by, new, by you know by the UMass game. Yeah, so they average twenty seven point six, and but they normally get about forty point four, <laughs> but that was flipped. Uh-huh. They scored forty four. They the scored forty four against and they UMass, gave, and they gave up twenty seven. Okay, so See, they they need that in more games. Yeah, they so need to flip no, it. Yeah, normally what they would give up, they yeah. scored. And normally what they scored, they gave up. Wow, could you imagine what their stats would look like if that game didn't count? Yeah, they kind of <laughs> <laughs> kind of flipped it. There were there were a lot of forty plus games. <laughs> That's how you that, average over that included 40. them that they didn't come out on the winning end. But forty <laughs> point was a lot. On the scoreboard, yeah, uh, when they played, oh yeah, a it lot. Just, it just wasn't a lot of time. On that, in their not favor. on their end, yeah. So they gotta, they gotta, they gotta fix that. They gotta address that. Uh-huh. You know, um, rushing game, like I said, wasn't that strong. So you can't really lean on that to kind of establish the the run game to kind of kill clock, and control it. Yeah, so because you ain't averaging nothing in the run game, right? Right. So, but they, they this can be skewed too as far as the passing game. Mm-hmm. Because you scored twenty five, I mean you you're nationally twenty five, but only twenty seventy yards a game. But how many of those yards came at the end of the game? Oh yeah, garbage points, garbage yeah. yards. You know what I'm saying? Heck yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's New Mexico State. We right. wish you the best of luck, Jerry Kill, and you got a 
Huge job ahead of you. That's right, buddy. <laughs> so now we're going to move on to UMass. Uh, from, yeah. <laughs> 1 in 11 UMass. I got some good news for y'all, UMass. Don Brown is back. Don Brown is back. Don Brown was y'all's head coach from mm-hmm. 04 to 08. Mm-hmm. He went 43 and 19. Mm-hmm. But that was before you was a Division One school. You were still, you were in the Atlantic 10 and then moved over to the Colonial Athletic Association. Right. So then you became Division One school and you came up, went to the MAC from 2012 to 2015. And right. you just, didn't play football real well and 2015 the end of the year they say you know what um we ain't got no spot for you <laughs> so you've been an independent since 2016 yeah this is another team task that has lost 17 straight road games mm. 22 of the last 23 they're yeah. two and 26 the last three years their mm. only win was against UConn at home yeah yeah. Yeah. Uh, like the previous school we talked about, New Mexico. This, they're in the same. <laughs> oh, I got the stats right here. Go on, read them off. They're the same boat. They're the same boat. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Now, remind you, they do return eight starters on offense and defense. Right. <laughs> um, their points for games is a little worse than uh, New Mexico. Um, 43.1 points a game. Ooh. 235 yards per game given up. Mm. 249 yeah, uh, passing yards given up. Rushing yeah. yards was 235. Passing they gave up 235 a, a game on Rushing, the ground? On the ground. Just on the ground. 485 yards per game is totally getting <laughs> give up. Damn. That's, that's ranked 125th. Nationally, so there it was still five more teams worse than that. Five teams worse than that. Goodness. Um, turnover margin yeah. minus ten. Mm. One twenty-three in the country. Mm, now mm, I, mm. I mentioned previously, points per game was forty-three that they give up. Mm. They only scored sixteen point three. So, okay. So here we go. Shoot. So what we're looking at here is. We got to stop them from scoring. Right. And we got to score some more points. We got to flip that. Okay. Okay. If we so we got a game 40, plan. Yeah. We can score 43 and give up 16. Mm-hmm. We good. Okay. Okay. I can um, see that. Okay. Does you. All right. Here we go. Does UMass play New Mexico State or UConn? This year, upcoming this year. year. Yeah. They have both. They have both. They have both. Okay. Here we go, y'all. This will be a battle for a mini helmet. Okay. Whoever wins those games mm-hmm. will buy a mini helmet. Okay. Whoever wins the UMass New Mexico State will buy a mini helmet. Right. Whoever wins the UMass Yukon game will buy a mini helmet. Right. Unless UMass goes 2 0 in those two, and we'll then just we'll just buy the one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see a 1 11 team doing that that's going to win both of those games, but, but who they, knows? They beat UConn last year. Of course, yeah. But without only playing win. UMass, so they, they could have won both last year. Oh, so, oh, they didn't play New Mexico State last year? They didn't play them that last year. Oh, okay. So they got yeah, yes, that they game. did. My bad. I take oh. that back. Uh, they lost that game. They lost that one. Okay. What was the score in that one? Uh, the 44 40 points they normally give up. <laughs> 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 they said 44 they normally give up. That's what they scored, 44. 
to 27. So they actually oh, scored they scored more, more points. points. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, interesting. So what was the score when they beat UConn? Um, 27-13. So they gave okay. up. Yeah, only 13 points. Dang. Like we said again, imagine if that game didn't count. Right. But they would be giving up. Right. Do it's, they play like big time football? Like, are they playing all power five schools or? Well, they, they had the hell are P- they playing? Well, they had Pittsburgh and Boston College last year. That's that's also solid. Uh, so this year upcoming, well, of course, like I said, you play that Army game that runs the ball on you. Don't oh, give up yeah. anything. So yeah, that they give up how many yards on the ground? Like four hundred, uh, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, and they had what they got top five rushers coming back, yeah, yeah. and what was they like two or three in the country, right? Yeah. Two, yep. So this year, of course, they got that same army team, but uh, they pick up Texas A and M. No, don't they don't just p- pick them up; they go to the twelfth man. Oh, near uh. the end, they they have Texas A and M and Army back to back. Oh, oh! But they go to the twelfth man. Damn. Yeah. Is that at the end of the year? Or the beginning of the That's year. That's the end of the year. Okay. Okay. So we still got a shot on the UConn game. Yeah. Kinda. <laughs> it's in November. <laughs> it's still in November. Damn. You know. But okay. yeah, that's gonna be a rough year. Okay. So that their shot is they have New Mexico and UConn back to back though. Oh, they for could real? go New Mexico two game or New Mexico seat. State. I mean, New Mexico State, yeah. Oh, and UConn back to back. They have them back to back. Oh, yeah, no, they ain't going two and zero in that. They could. I don't doubt it. Hey, you win know. the first one, you on a high. Exactly. I'm just saying they might. Like I said, we're gonna keep track of that. You win the first we gotta one. Find something to now, keep track then, of. The, now, this is the thing. New Mexico actually come to them. Oh, so they're they playing them at home, but they go to UConn. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so one two, home, one away. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not okay. That's so they could go on a two game win streak. Have you seen UMass's football stadium? No. You don't want to. Don't look it up. I'm, I'll look it up. Yeah. No. Don't. I'll check it out, man. I mean, I've I've seen a lot. Their stadium. I've seen junior high stadiums yeah, better than this. I've I've seen some. Yeah, I've seen some nice junior high stadiums. So it ain't the nice junior high stadium. I, I think it only hold like I want to say like seventeen, eighteen thousand. Massachusetts. That, that I mean, this guy be somewhere. Mm-hmm. Where you can play, they could have. I don't in know, Boston, but that's what I'm saying. I don't know how far <laughs> they are from Boston College. They could share stadiums. Yeah, they used. To, this is the crazy part. They used to play where um, New England play. Right, and that would be something. I guess they want more of the college atmosphere, though. No, I think New England booed them out. So I'm quit tearing up our field for a yeah. sucky team. <laughs> but, well, they're not tearing the field up. It's the other team. Exactly. No, we ain't making those marks. It's, it's the, the other, other team. team. That's, that's putting up 485 <laughs> yards a game. When we get the ball, it don't move. And scoring 43 points. It's the other team that's other tearing team. up the field. I mean, we're punting. We're only scoring... Sixteen point three. Yeah. <laughs> so Oh shoot. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Well, all right, that's gonna wrap up UMass. And now we got our last independent team. UConn. Yeah, if one from one U to the next. Yep. We're okay. here at UConn. One and eleven last year. All right, Steve. I think after this episode, I'm just gonna uh yeah, after this episode, I'm just gonna walk away. Oh, the hell you are. You leave right now. I'll no. cut your mic off. No, I think I'll finish the year out. Since, <laughs> since we started this year, 
do the previews and we still have it's called college football Sunday so after we do our previews through the end of the year I think I'm gonna call it quits oh yeah okay well Taz will not be on the next episode <laughs> <laughs> nah we just playing with y'all that's our Randy Edsel joke yeah man cause he came out and said that after the second game of the year after they after they play uh, Holy Cross right he said you know what I think at the end of the year I'm gonna wrap it up and then on Sunday, <laughs> on Sunday, <laughs> he had been releasing contracts. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, what happened? Oh, they're gonna let Coach O ride the year out, but you ain't gonna let but, me. But he was willing to work, you know, work to the end of the year because you know it's, it's a process of finding a new head coach and uh-huh. and, and uh, new coordinators and stuff. But I'm willing to stay here until you go through your process. <laughs> That wasn't the case. No. <laughs> they weren't having that. Not after you done left us before. Right. And came back. Right. And then now you tell them you're going to leave again. Right. Right. Sometimes and, it's just best to cut ties at yeah, the second. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah, or just keep your mouth closed. Yeah, or that too. Like, I mean, if you plan on <laughs> stepping down, just don't tell nobody. Yeah, just keep your mouth closed. <laughs> Not have a press conference. No, no. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, after the game, you're talking to the press, you like to go on and wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, no, you ain't. Hey, dude, that was crazy. Keep your mouth closed, and then at the end of the year, I mean, you know, <laughs> we only we only won one game. <laughs> yeah, you know, at the end of the year, they say, "Hey, I think I had enough, and I think, uh, yeah, I think I call it quits, and therefore you can resign the way you want to resign." Exactly. Or if they try to fire you at the end of the year, you just tell them, "Let me step down before you fire me." Right. You do. Right. So whenever they end up doing that, that D coordinator Lou Spanos, he end up coaching the rest of the year for him. Right. And they didn't even play in twenty twenty. Right. They did. They shut it down for the COVID year. Being independent, independent, everybody was playing conference games only. Right. They ain't really had nobody to play. Right. But now they got a new head coach. I think everybody knows a little bit about oh, yeah. Jim Moore. Jim Moore. He's been around the block. Mm-hmm. Great coach, I think. Right. I do. Really cool guy. Mm-hmm. He is. I, he really knows football. I think mm-hmm. he's in a hard, hard spot. But he's pretty much stayed active though in football. It wasn't like he yeah. just went away. Oh no, no. He went he to see him on TV. Yeah. Or doing something with teams, right. or I mean, L. I thought whenever he was at UCLA when he had that Josh Rosen, I thought he was going to do better. Right. But that didn't work out the way he expected it to either. But here goes something. You hear what he said? I what I, I heard this in the off season. What he's been telling recruits. Right. He's been telling recruits that he sees UConn joining the Power Five conference. He may have some insight. Who knows? For what? Who's he talked to? He hey, you never know who he's that been man lying to. to them kids. Like, Quit lying to them kids. It's like, hey, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're in a foothold, you know, where you know no one else is. We're over in Connecticut. <laughs> There's else? a reason why. Who else has this market? Nobody else has this Connecticut market. <laughs> like, hey, everybody, you talking markets? Anybody want to be in Yukon in Connecticut? There it is. Going once, going twice in the markets. <laughs> We're available over here. I mean, we have a great women's basketball team. He ain't lying. They do. Yeah. They have a great women's basketball team. Yeah, man. They do. Even the men's is really good. Yeah. It is. Yeah. The men's basketball team is really good. Right. Like, we're here. Yeah. It's market for the taking. Yeah, see? Who I mean, it? hey, if you want to build your basketball brand, yeah. they'll be a great addition. Yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, who knows what he knows? Yeah. I think he's still lying to them kids. I don't know, man. <laughs> 
He's got a task on his hand, though. His job's to sell, so he's trying to sell. Yeah, yeah he's like I said, these numbers can't really look at too much from last year, but who knows what changes and difference he's going to make this year. And mm-hmm. He got a lot to work on because they're 4-32 and 32 the last three years. They've lost 17 straight D1 home games. Their last home win against a D1 <laughs> school was 2017 against Temple. Yeah. They've lost 19 of their last 20 road games and eight straight. It's pretty cool, though. I mean, being independent is not like you're just in the conference, so you can kind of pick and choose. Yeah, I mean, that is, that's nice where you can set your own schedule. Yeah, and maybe some schools are seeking you out, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. Heck yeah, they are. <laughs> you know? They're like, all right, look, we need to win <laughs> right? I can get some rest. It's like, we need, hey. we need a homecoming opponent. Yeah. Hey, uh, give UConn a call and see what they're doing on the third Saturday in October. Right, right. <laughs> Y'all busy? Because I'm looking. Like, even last year. This this is last year now. Mm-hmm. The last three games they play. And normally that's the latter part of the year where teams do play. They have homecoming and, like, yeah. uh, senior day. Mm-hmm. So the last three teams were Clemson at Clemson. Mm. So Clemson. yeah, Clemson ain't going to UConn. Yeah, but they were. But being at Clemson, <laughs> Clemson, there was some type of day. Oh yeah, 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 Either yeah. Homecoming. Oh yeah, some day. Yeah, UCF mm. in Houston. Really, they played Houston last they year. They played Houston last year. They lost forty-five seventeen. But yeah, they played Houston last year. Damn. Um, now they do again. <laughs> Return seven starters on offense and eight on defense. Right. How'd they do last year? Tell us the stats, Tad. Defense? Oh, offense and defense. Offense and defense. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Where we at? Give us oh. some rankings. Here All we right. go. I'll switch it up. Normally, I do defense first, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to the offense this year. All right. Here we go. All right. Offense. Yep. Ranked 129th in scoring. Oh. 15.6 points a game. Dang. Rushing. Well, tad bitch, 100.8 yards a game. So, they did crack the 100. <laughs> There's <laughs> players that crack 100, Ranked 122. <laughs> Passing, 164 yards per game, ranked 116. Mm. Total, 265 yards a game, which ranks 128, which is near the bottom. Mm. Two De- spots from the bottom. Right. Defense, eh, not too many 120s, but doing a little better. <laughs> Scoring, 38.5. Oh. This is defense now. Giving up? Giving up, uh, which is ranked 123. That's the only stat that's ranked in the 120s. Really? Only Defensively. Stats. Defensively. Rushing, uh, they're giving up 195 yards a game. Uh-huh. 110. Well, <laughs> I thought getting... you was going to be like 75. No. No. <laughs> it's getting better. Okay. Passing, 268. Uh-huh. 105. It's oh, coming okay. down. climbing up. And then total defense, 453. Uh-huh. Kind of go up a little bit. 116. 116. <laughs> yeah. All right, so nothing inside the top 100. Nothing inside top 100. Turnover margin is is huge with a lot of other teams. The same Uh minus eight turnover. I mean, where's that right? uh, 118. 118. 118. And that's something that's got to be stressed. Protect the ball. Exactly. It's got to be stressed. You Mm -hmm. have to protect the ball. Yep. First and foremost, for sure. Right. That's what you got to do. And so we got another school. How much are they giving up? 38 points? Right? And scoring 15 points. So they're giving up more than they're scoring. Well, I mean, they're actually giving up less than UMass and UConn. But it's still double what they're... But they're scoring less than UMass and UConn, Right, right. But they're giving up double what they're (laughs) scoring. So So who was their one win against last year? Was it the Holy Cross game? Yale. 
Yale. It beat. It actually beat Yale twenty-one fifteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, well. no, they lost the Holy Cross game. Oh, yeah, Holy Cross. <laughs> no wonder he decided he wanted to retire. Now, this is crazy. They lost. Not only did they lose the Holy Cross, that was one of Vandy's wins last year. Really? Yeah, Vandy beat them 30-28. I'm telling y'all. How many they scored against them? Against Vandy? Yeah. Or how much did Vandy score? 30. 30? They held them under the average. That's it? They held them under the average. They actually, actually, under the average. That's going to be hard, dude. Like, I'm really starting to stress that Vanderbilt outscoring the baseball team. One, two. (laughs) Yeah. One, two. Let's see. It had one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. They held four teams under the average. Really? Yeah, yeah. They cool. held, and I think that was that was a four game stretch. Really? Yeah. Wyoming, of course, scored twenty four. Twenty four. That's it. That's it. Yeah. They beat them twenty four twenty two. They could have won that game. Wow. See, and then everybody been talking about. I'm just talking smack about the Wyoming coach. Nah, nah, nah. nah. Yeah. He knew he had his hand. <laughs> <laughs> he knew what he was doing. He he wasn't worried. <laughs> he wasn't worried at all. And then Vandy scores thirty. They lose that game thirty to twenty eight. Really? There's two games within two points. So UConn could have beat Vandy and Wyoming. Right. Wow. And then the game before that was, or after that was UMass before the Yale yeah. win. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave up 27. It was 27-13. Okay. So there was a there was a four-game stretch yeah. that they gave up less than their average. Hmm. Nice. And they scored more than their and average. And they scored more. They could have they, they won. Easily won. All four of them. All four, four games. Wow. Four mm-hmm. and eight looks a lot better than one and eleven. It does. It way, does. Way way better. It does. Picture. Yep. Heck yeah. So then, um, so when was it that we were saying we also got the UMass plays New Mexico State too, right? Right. Yeah. What day do they play that one? What do you, you want the UMass New Mexico or the UMass UConn? Uh, UMass and Mex- New Mexico State because we're going to keep track of that because that's going to be our mini helmet game. Okay, UMass. Yeah, New Mexico State is yep. October 29th. October 29th. Right. Okay, cool. All right. All right, so that's what we got for all the teams in the independent. And, Taz, that is 131 Division One teams that we have previewed. Oh, so we tried to include everybody. So we, we damn sure did include everybody. Um. <laughs> Yeah, and you can't guys. No fan base say we did not talk about and their team. We just team. tried to, yeah. Some we about. might not have talked about football. <laughs> yeah, in a different light. But yeah, yeah I mean, but it, being realistic, you know where your team stands. Exactly. And, um, everybody needs improvements. Yep, everybody. You know, just different different areas. Um, some. Some are a little better than others. Right. I, I mean, whether it's dealing with coaching changes, whether we're mm-hmm. dealing with. Players transferring, players graduating, yep. injuries. I mean, everybody's got something something they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. That is so true. So, but but yet and still, a lot of these games are really close games. It's just you oh, know, yeah. like we talked about tonight, protecting the ball. Yep. Not turning it over. Silly yep. penalties. Decision making. Decision making. I mean, a little yep. these little things can actually turn your your year around. Oh, yeah. I mean, from having a losing record to having a winning record. Right. From missing a bowl game to going to a bowl game and getting those extra practices. Right. I mean, it's, it's 
so very few, so many games come down to very few plays right. that actually dictate and determine the game. Right. That's why I hate just watching highlights and they're like, okay, well, these are the highlights. No, that really, when you dig into it and you watch a game, mm-hmm. no, that decision to go for it or to punt it or that little turnover at a certain spot in the field, you can see the momentum, you can feel the right. momentum shift, and that's what really changes the game, right. not just the highlights doesn't tell you the actual story right. of what happened in that game. Right. But, yep, that is 131 schools preview by College Football Sunday. Yeah, Division One. Crazy. It is. We, we did it. <laughs> and um, we got two more new schools next year to add to it. Right. <laughs> Right, right. It's, it's it's a lot, but man, we we enjoyed doing it. Oh yeah, it was fun. Oh, it definitely. was a lot of fun. A yeah. lot of fun. I mean, it doesn't end because we have no. you know <laughs> things that we're going to be paying attention to. Oh yeah, and uh, hopefully we opened up some eyes to a lot of people too. That other things that they'll look at. Right, they will. Like we say, there's good college football being played all over the country. All over the country. It just ain't your specific region based football. Right. Well, all right. With that being said, we're going to go on and get into... They don't have conferences. or They don't have standings or nothing here or conferences. So we kind of got like our independent offense and defensive players of the year. Right. And then also, too, we don't have standings. So we're going to go with notable games to watch. So right. offensive player of the year, I got that tied in Michael Moyer from Notre Dame. We got 71 catches, 840 yards, and seven touchdowns. And then my defensive player of the year that I got is that DN Andre Carter from Army. Like I said, he's a legit first-round talent, and I think he's going to have another great year. He had 15 and a half sacks and 18 and a half tackles for loss. Taz, who you got? Uh, Okay, my uh, offensive player of the year, uh, Notre Dame quarterback Tyler Bushner, recently named. Yeah, today. Yeah, as we speak right now, (laughs) he's just named the starter. And on the defense side of the ball, Isaiah Fosky. Fosky. Something like that? Yeah, Yeah, Fosky, uh, 11 sacks, 12 and a half for losses. Oh, man, nice. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's going to be my D-guy player of the year. I'll keep my eye on it. Heck yeah. Right. Well, that Notre Dame Army game, we'll have to watch that. Right. All right. So now we're going to go on and get into our games to watch for this conference. So the first one we got right out the gate, we got Notre Dame at Ohio State September 3rd. Right. That's going to be a – that's going to set the tone for playoffs, I believe. For both. both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, granted, yeah, both of them could probably lose that game, but they would also need that team – to win all the rest of their games. Right. And they would have to win all the rest of their games. Right. <laughs> and the thing, uh, I think with Ohio State, probably better opportunity. They do have a conference championship game. Yep. Which Notre which Dame help. last game would be their last game. So mm-hmm. nothing, nothing Against USC out west. Right. It would. Which, I mean, that's a big game probably, but you don't have that extra data point that they talk about. Yeah, they'll need probably USC yep. to dominate and then exactly. possibly win their conference mm-hmm. to help them out. Yeah. Yeah, and then the next one we got, September 10th, we got UAB goes to Liberty. Mm. I think that's going to be a really good matchup with that defense that UAB has going against Hugh Freeze and Liberty. Mm-hmm. Then another one we got on September 17th, we got BYU at Oregon. How do you think that game might turn out? Interesting. With Oregon, of course, you know they have a new regime also. Mm-hmm. Defensive guy. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how things go. But sometimes it can go... It can go north, south, east, west with a new staff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he may play to their strengths or does he come in and say, hey, I'm going to implement this. This is what we do. If that's the case, yeah, he's going to need the guys to run his system. Oh, yeah, of course. So and they get them kind of early, BYU does. Right. So maybe they haven't got it all figured out no. yet. So BYU might have a slight advantage there. And then we got October 8th. We got BYU plays Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. They're playing that game in Vegas where the Raiders play. Mm. That would be pretty sweet. Right. That's another, another, another big game. Mm-hmm. Like I said, for Notre Dame, definitely. Yeah. BYU's got a tough, tough schedule. They have a tough schedule. But like I said, <laughs> if they can somehow get Work through it. their schedule. Yeah. Because then the next week, Arkansas goes to BYU. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think they got a slight advantage. It's not le- They would have a better advantage, I think, if it was later in the year. I don't think October 15th, unless there's some freakish snowstorm comes through. Right. That they'll really be able to use their weather to their advantage. I don't. The air is a lot thinner at BYU because they're up there so high. But, but then, but then again, also it depends what time that game's going to be played. Also, well, yeah, probably at BYU that'll probably be one of them ten o'clock games. Yeah, so it was the air of the yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, you know, that can have some effect. Yeah, <laughs> that something. is true. <laughs> <laughs> then the next one we got uh, same one on October fifteenth. I just picked this game because it's a rivalry game. We got New Mexico State at New Mexico. Mm. I like those rivalry in-state games. Right. I mean, I don't think, it, like, as we talked about them, it's not going to be much for going on. But, I mean, hey, it's a rivalry game, so check it out. You'll never know what happens. That's it. And next one we got is Clemson at Notre Dame, November 5th. Mm, interesting. Big game. Yeah. For big, both. big game. For oh, both. yeah. I mean, you're talking Clemson. During that time, do they have – your previous starting quarterback, or have mm-hmm. they made a quarterback change by that time? So, yep, that's gonna be a huge question mark. Mm-hmm. Then, next one we got, we got Army and Air Force. Mm-hmm. Love those games, they're right. playing that game at Jerry World ah. in Arlington. Okay, okay, well, you know what to expect from Army. Oh, yeah, that's gonna be pretty cool because I hopefully they'll have the field, the stadium cut out like they do for the Army Navy game, right. where it's like half the Army people on one side, half the Navy. Right. So hopefully they do that same thing for the Army and Air Force game. Right. And I tell you what would be interesting, though, what we talked about also, what uniforms would they wear? Oh, man. <laughs> I love their uniforms. For those Army, Air Force, Navy games, right. I love those uniforms. Right. Or would they have a new one? Who knows? I don't know. Probably so. Yeah. They seem to, like, every year come out with a new one. Right. They do, at least for the Army-Navy game, they right. do. But, all right, the next one we got, I saw that I thought was pretty interesting. On November 19th, you got Virginia Tech goes to Liberty. Hmm. Okay. Not very often does a Power 5 school go on the road. Right. I mean, they're both in Virginia, right. the state of Virginia, but right. still. It's one of those tricky tag games because that team have you circled. They're gonna get up. That's their Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. So you way, can knock off Virginia Tech at home. You can't come back. Oh yeah, flat. And then you mention um, <laughs> they're both in Virginia. It's mm-hmm. bragging rights. Exactly. Yep. 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 Yeah. All right. Then on November twenty sixth, we got Notre Dame at USC. Like we was talking about earlier, huh. they play for the jeweled Schling. I don't know what it's called or what it looks like. It's a weird-looking trophy. Yeah. But that's a, that would be a huge game for them yeah. being there at the end of the year. Notre Dame's going to need USC to be great. USC's going to need Notre Everyone Dame to be, be great. should be clicking about that time. Yeah, you would hope so. Yeah. And then the next one we got, like I said, these are our mini helmet games we created <laughs> up on the fly. Right. We got October 29th, UMass, New Mexico State. November 5th, UMass at UConn. 
Mm. Or New Mexico State at UMass, right. October 29th, and UMass at UConn, November 5th. Mini Helmet Games. We'll see whose mini helmet we'll be buying. Right. <laughs> we'll be posting them. Yep. And then the last one we got here is the Army-Navy game, December 10th in Philly. Right. That's always a great game. And like we said, y'all, if anybody in Philly's listening, we would love to go to that game. Holler at us. What's up? Airbnb. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> well, all right, everybody. That wraps up this episode of Independence. And like I said, we previewed all 131 teams. And it's been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed it. The next episode that we'll have will be our top 25 that we'll do. It's ours. And then after that, we're previewing week zero. So it was, it's was. it been a blast. It's been a pleasure. We're going to keep it going. Hope you all enjoyed it. Ted, you got anything for the people? Definitely, man. Same, same here. Been enjoying these last several months yeah of uh of, of of shooting these shows man and and having these listeners listen and downloading awesome uh just continue to follow us during the season so yep um, yep yep we'll just keep getting you guys shout outs that'll work all right everybody it was good i enjoyed it everybody have a good sunday we'll see you on the next episode peace